Dave Carter-Gwell, as part of the Sports Center on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to Sports Center Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dark Credit Union. And on today's show, it's football and hurling. And what a weekend we have in football in store this weekend with the Munster Senior Football Final in the Gaelic Grounds tomorrow between Clare and Kerry. And we're going to be joined by Clare Football Selector in the Cochran as we preview that game. Then we're going to be joined, as all by Cobras into Pat McNamara. Then we're going to be joined by our special guests, well-known uh, local referee and administrator uh, from Kilinina, men very good to us here. With, and he's up, he has his own program here in Hopping the Ball, uh, GR High. And also, as we said, our regular analyst back after the victory at this stage, uh, Patsy Fahey. And as we look forward to the big Munster Senior Football Final this Sunday, we're delighted to be joined on the line by Clare Selector uh, in the Cochrane, a man who has given tremendous service on and off the field to Kilmurray and to, to Clare uh, Football and Clare GA in general. Inda, welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Thanks. Inda, what a, a, a prize and what a game to look forward to. A Munster final against the All-Ireland champions in the Gaelic Crowns. You know, I suppose a few weeks ago, people mightn't have mightn't thought it was going to be possible, but following two massive performances against Cork and Limerick, the Munster final beckons and we're all looking forward to the Gaelic Crowns tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Look, it's not, it's not every day you get to play in them. So, you know, I think it's 2012 since we were there before. So, you know, and none of the players left from then. So, it's a whole new squad starting out their first month of final. So, yeah, exciting times ahead for, for everyone. And as you said, uh, in the no one there from the last time. So, no no baggage, uh, you know, carrying of defeats or anything like their bad performance in the finals. And, you know, they can, Claire can look forward to this, you know, with following their performances in the early rounds with plenty of confidence. Yeah, look, if, if if they perform to their ability, you know, they have every shout, you know, and that's it's that's important. I think it's more important that they get the performance out of themselves <coughs> rather than worry about results. I think if they can come with a performance, I think they have every chance. And in the, I suppose, looking back in the league, the league was mixed. Unfortunately, relegation uh, came the, the, the final plight uh, and then lucky to go, to go down maybe. Ended the match, ended the league with a massive victory over Limerick, which maybe, in hindsight... Give Limerick plenty of fuel going into the championship, but going on targeting the first game in against Cusick Park against Cork, you know a Cork team who defeated Clare in, in the league, and what a performance Clare gave. Even though they only got over the line by a pint, it definitely felt like a probably you know it could have been a nine or ten pint victory. Yeah, we were we were very mixed in the league. In fairness, you know we played some 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 serious games, just didn't get the results, and then we played four other games and didn't deserve to win them. So. I think going into the Cork game, I think we learned a load from, from the league game against them. I think we really learned a lot from the video of watching Cork. And I think on the other side, I think Limerick learned a lot about us from the video of the game in Innes. So it kind of worked both ways. But look, thankfully, we got the two wins and the performance was was good enough now. I still think there's another level in them, but they'll, um, they'll hopefully they'll bring that Sunday. But you know, we have to be happy with the two wins so far. In the pet here, I just noticed there that a lot of people were maybe kind of concerned about the, the finishing of games there, say, particularly against Dublin and Kildare. Both games he played superbly in, but in the last five to ten minutes kind of seemed to fade. That's something that kind of has been rectified or seems to be in the Championship, and um, that must be pleasing for you. Yeah, um, well, look, we took learnings from from the league. We, were, we would have been very disappointed against Kildare because we, we definitely, as a management team, we felt that... We tried to hold on to the ball too deep in our own half, too early in the game when we when we were attacking them, we were getting scores, we were playing well, and just 
out of nowhere when we had the extra man we seemed to go into the fence mode very early we tried to wreck the fight against Dublin I think against Dublin at least we went forward they turned us over but at least we went forward and didn't try and hold out to the lead we tried to attack it but we just got caught and I think other games like in Cork we, we attacked the Limerick finishing up we attacked it so that's a ple- that's that's very pleasing on our, on our side you know we have hopefully have learned from the mistakes earlier on the league but you know yeah, you seem to have, in fairness, to that. We're continuing to work on it and try and be better every day. And that's a big thing. And I suppose the other side to the coin is that playing those top teams in the league, really good teams like Dublin, I suppose Kildare are beginning to show, show a bit of improvement as well. And a few others there, Derry as well, maybe. You know, that's what you need to be doing in order to get to the standards that you want to be taking on your carries, playing quality football teams uh, in Division 2 uh, for the last number of years. Yeah, that, that's massive. And, you know, I suppose... The most disappointing thing for us over them is we, we can beat anyone on our day, but we just need to be more consistent. Yeah. In, in especially in the league, you know, we were we were very I felt we were very up and down. Some great performances, some very poor performances. So I think you know I think in the championship we've been a lot more consistent. Look, we played good patches and we've had bad patches in games too, but I think we've played a bit more consistent in the championship. So you know, we'll hopefully carry that on. And in there, I suppose, added to that fact as well, is it clear I have never had their full their full panel available for selection for any game. And so same, same, unfortunately, is the scenario for tomorrow's <coughs> Munster final. But I suppose in looking close enough to the team, you probably have as near at the moment as the best 15 uh, possible. You know, your first 15 is probably available, you know, and maybe the first two or three subs. OK, obviously one or two are going to be missing, but um, you probably, that would have probably cont- uh, contributed so some of the performances maybe in the league, maybe not finishing out the game, but once they were back for the championship, it's a major of, was of major benefit. Yeah, we've look, we've been unlucky, but every every team have have had injuries. It's just the way, the nature of it. You're playing every couple of weeks in the league and, and championship dinners every two weeks with no break, and it's just you're going to pick up niggles and knocks and stuff like that. And you know, I just felt two weeks going into the Cork game, we had. You know, we had a nice crowd train, and obviously we were missing Keno D and one or two others. But you know, we picked up a few knocks in the car game, and we've been nursing them since. It's not an excuse. Everyone, as I said, everyone has it. Everyone has injuries, but we're hoping that they're all right now for Sunday. And obviously, we're down one or two bodies. Darrell Hannan has picked up a knock, and Aaron Griffin. But hopefully, the the, the twenty six we pick are, are ready to rock and roll. And in the looking at, at Kerry, obviously everybody knows there's household names all over all over the field, and you know, <coughs> mentally going out if you're not tuned in properly, you know, they can overturn you very very fast. Claire, what will be the what will be the tactic from Claire? Will they sit back earlier on and try and 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 maybe hold them out, or are you going to play the game that has served you well uh, in the last two games by attacking? And I suppose it's probably getting a balance between the two in there. Would that be right? That's definitely getting the balance, yeah. But uh, like, I think we have to stay going with what, what we can do. You know, we have to. Like, the Finland will only get you so far. I think if you want to win it, you got to attack them. So, look, we're hoping that we'll have enough ball to attack them. You know, if we don't, we'll have to defend. But obviously, we'll hope that we'll have a good bit of ball and we'll attack them and hopefully, you know, put them on the back foot. And I think that's what you have to do. You know, you got to you got to attack these games. I don't think you'll win them defending. You have to obviously have to defend well, but sitting back, I don't think we we're very. Would say we wouldn't be used to it, so we, I don't think we'd be changing for this week. So I think it's more the same of what we've been doing. 
as I said, trying to strike the balance between defending and attacking, but definitely attacking at them, yeah. Uh, and the, the pundits and the media, etc., and I suppose maybe plenty of people in Clare haven't given you an awful lot of a chance of, of winning this final, really, in general, if, if, if that's pushed. Uh, however, I know within the camp, you'll, you'll be very confident that you're going to give real performance, but how, how better is it for you in a way that there's, you know, it's a game you're not kind of expected to win, doesn't pressure on you to win, didn't like playing maybe the Limericks and, and even the Corks were currently maybe beatable for you, uh, you know, regularly enough. How how good is it from your point of view? You're going in without fear, without any great tension. It's a win-win situation. You're still in the championship. And can you play with a bit of freedom because of that? Yeah, but I suppose every game, you, you, you know, we, 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 do, we do the same for nearly every game. You know, we have our video, we'll have, we'll have our few points, we'll have our stats, and, and, and we'll try and hit our targets. And, but, you know, whoever you're playing, you know, if we hit, we feel if we hit our targets, so what, we, what we concentrate on, we're going to win the game. If we don't, no matter who we play, we're going to be under pressure. So, look, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for them. You know, they're, obviously there's no, no one gives them a chance, which, look, that's up to people, whatever. They'll be quietly confident in the camp, and you know, if, they, if they if they play well and play to their potential, as I said, you'll be there thereabouts. Absolutely. And and in there, I suppose going back a few years when you, when you were a, a young fellow in 1992, when your father was a member of, of, of the panel, and your uncle was a member of the panel at Dermot, Claire went into the Gaelic grounds, and not too many gave him a chance. And see what transpired. That's it. I, I think Danny will drop to that stage. I think Harson Dormer were there, all right. No, the horse was definitely the horse was definitely there. Yeah, he was, he was. He was too busy in the beers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at you saw yourself yeah, from no, your yeah. you saw yourself from your summer job. So the pressure was in yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I remember I was in the dressing room with him after. You know, it's, a, it's just no, no one gave him a chance. But that that's the way it goes. Like you, you underdogs are never really given a chance until they knock down the door and. You know that's what you got to do. Like we've we've all played games where no one has given us a chance and we've won them. So you know it's, it's up to this group to to make their own legacy. You know, and and in the irrespective of the game uh, uh, tomorrow, when we hope all goes well for Clare and that the supporters come out in 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 their droves to, to support the team tomorrow, is not over. The championship really kicks into life after that with this with the new round robin for the mm-hmm. Ireland series. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. He, We'll lose or win or lose. You're out in two weeks, so you know it's it's it, it's great to be playing games. I, I would always like to be playing games myself. So you know they've definitely, no matter what, they've four games over the next what eight weeks. So you know it's, it's exciting times for Clare football, and and hopefully you know they'll they'll do the business and all them. And you know you'll be looking forward to maybe a trip to Crow Park. Yeah, and and in the you know those four games in terms of development for the team going forward is going to be huge, and that coupled with that, with the probably the unluckiest team in 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 football this year has been declared under twenties with that unfortunate loss uh, to to Kerry at the at the very end down there in in Austin Tech Park, and I have a referee here beside me, and unfortunately that referee could have found thirty seconds more that night below to give Clare a chance to get the shot off, but he didn't, you know. But you know a great performance in the Clare twenties and. You know, with in terms of it, there is a great belief in in Clare football at the moment. Uh, in that, that you know, there's a new swell coming. Um, would that be correct? Yeah, look, there's a lot of great work going on underage, and you know, Mikey Dillon done a serious job with them twenties, and, and I see Dermot doing good yeah. work with the minors and, and on all the underage development squads. You know, they're all doing massive work, and, and that's what it's all about. You have to 
you have to have players coming every year and, and the, the players that are feeding into the senior squad you can see you know, they're they're coming in they're ready to roll they're, you know, all they've got to do is maybe put on a bit more bulk but football wise they're well able to well able for it and we brought in a few more after after the Kerry game for the 20s and you can see they're well able to play football you know, they just need to bulk a bit but like that that coming year so conveyor belt that's what you need you need to you need to keep players coming you need to keep because players are going to start retiring and different age groups or lads could go away travelling you never know so you got to keep as many players as you can playing at the top level and and I think you've been very, very sharp, especially with the Clare football management. Just because you're on the on, on the on the line yourself at the moment, but as a management team and with Colum in charge, you have been pinpointing players from a long from a long way out and have brought those players into the into the SNC area a lot earlier than many many teams, which has now proved very, very beneficial. Yeah, look, in fairness to Colum, I think he knows every footballer in Clare down as far as under twelve. You know, he knows. He's watching which years he goes to all the games and he watches and, and, and looks for most importantly good attitude in the player and, and he'll always give him a chance early and get him in. You know, he'll, he'll get him working with the SNC lads, he'll get him into training and you know, they get that atmosphere and, and all it's about and if they really want it then, you know, they can push on and they'll be on the squad in themselves in a few years, you know. And then the finally one last question, you know, you're on the management with the with with the with the senior footballers, you're still uh, you're still maybe fraudly acting as a player. No, I don't mean that. But you're still uh, in, involved as a player with with Kil, with, with Kilmurray. Are you a favour? Are you in favour of the split season in there? I would be. Yeah, definitely. I would be. Yeah. Um, I think it's just that you have all your players together and not be under pressure. I probably would have held if possible. I would have held off maybe a bit in the in the club league. Maybe yeah. started a bit later. I, I know fixtures is that difficult. <coughs> And trying to find time to get all these games in, I, I know I can understand it's difficult, but yeah, I definitely think it's great because look at the start of the year, you're a club player, you, you can go and do what you got to do, and you know that the championship is going to start, you know, at the end of July or August, you have your dates for sure, and there's no there's no changing from then. So I definitely would be in favour of it. Inda, thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Um, yeah. You've been a brilliant servant. And are continuing to be a brilliant servant to Clare football. We wish you, Colm, and all the lads the very best look in the Gaelic rounds tomorrow. And maybe lightning is about to strike twice. In the Cochrane, Gormina oh. Mahagut. Best of luck. Thanks very much. Thanks, lads. Thanks. And once again, thanks to In the Cochrane for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarafay Community Radio. Now we move from the big ball down to the small ball. And we're now joined by our guest. Um, and well known for hopping the ball and he's going to blow the whistle on one or two things here for us uh, this evening. Ger, hi, you're welcome. Thanks, Leo. And also, we're joined on the line by one of our regular analysts, uh, Mr. Patsy Fehi. And Pat, there was a claim made that you only have Patsy Fehi on when Clare lose matches. That had to be rectified. Patsy, you're welcome back once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio on the back of a marvellous victory this time. Thanks, Leo. When I got the message at uh, uh, probably nine o'clock, I'd say from uh, Mr. Pat McNamara there that said, you'll be on. I didn't know, was it a ball hop or not? I said, look, I'd be looking forward to coming on. This is after a, a, a fantastic victory, Leo, of course. And Patsy, in fairness, what a victory. One of the great days in, in for Clare G. I know, look, it's only a round-robin game, but in more ways than one, it was just a marvellous, marvellous victory. It was, it was, and, and you've seen the emotion after it, uh, Leo, the, the, the Clare public, uh, you know, who have 
always supported this team. You know, always supported teams over the years, going back to when I was uh, when I was uh, in in my teens, going to, going to the, going to the matches in the nineties, and we and we we lived and died under Gerlock Nan, like you know. And Brian Lawn has kind of got that niche in his in his locker that he has savage respect from the player public, you know, and he know that the, the player public know that Brian Lawn will always produce uh, a performance from the player team and a heart, courage, conviction, intensity. That was what was needed on, on, on Saturday night. And we probably did allude to, to it last week that there was something missing. And I think Brian, in fairness to him, was honest enough during the week, kind of said, yes, that was missing against Tipperary. And we had a long, hard week of... He didn't say soul searching, but probably a long, hard week of looking at themselves and say, where did it go wrong against Tipperary? <clears throat> Not saying the performance was totally wrong against Tipperary, but the, definitely the intensity and the heat of the battle wasn't brought to Tipperary in the park. And in fairness to Lohan and his management team and the players, they brought that savage battle and the will to win against their, 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 their great rivals now at this stage. And, and, and it is a, a real rivalry now at this stage against Limerick on Saturday night. Ger, Ted, to follow on that point, Lohan has to get massive credit. What a turnaround in a team in a week. As Patsy said, they didn't play that badly against Tipperary. Got a few things wrong, you know, but the defeat had to hurt. And then you're going into the backyard of the Corrental Ireland champions. And what Brian Lohan, how mentally he walked and changed the approach of the team. There was a whole different different mindset. Has to be applauded, yeah. It has to be applauded, Leo. But I think also that as well as the soul searching within the, the group that uh, Brian and the lads did, he also, uh, I'd say, had a good look at, uh, at the Waterford-Limerick game as well. And I'd say, looking at what uh, Waterford brought to Limerick, he was able to adjust enough, I think, to be uh, to get them focused on how to tackle Limerick. Forget about the Tipperary game, right? That was done and that was, so, and that was over. Uh, and then he also had uh, some personnel changes coming into the game against Limerick. And I think all that helped. But I definitely think that the, the, the learning from what Waterford were able to bring to Limerick uh, the first day out, I think that focused the mind from big time. Pat, as Ger said, players back. David Fitzgerald. I know one man doesn't make a team, but what a difference that man, you know, the current All-Star, you know, brilliant All-Star last, brilliant player last year. What a difference that man makes to, to, to declare to you, clear well, jersey. The first thing he did was con- he confirmed last, son- last Sunday that his All-Star was definitely 100% deserved last year because he brought that kind of quality, power and presence to, <coughs> to Clare. <coughs> and, uh, you know, a few of the Clare, those... those um, those Limerick wing backs they've been normally going forward doing these amazing uh, like Kyle Hayes and those when Fitzgerald was near them but there was enough for them to do without having to without without rushing forwards Gordon and lose points and I mean he just brings that physicality the other the most important moment in the game for me and Vast Patsy the same thing after us was the save in the first 15 seconds because oh, yeah, I think oh, if Aver hadn't saved it right would the little things set in in the heads? Here we go again. Uh, we have to fight back though to draw this game. It'll take a long time. We got the next three points, almost a point immediately. That you could say was a six point. The difference in mindset for Clare with that save and the three points we got after it in comparison to the tip game was massive. And as I said, I agree with you about David Fitz. I also think Dave Aver Quilligan brought a great um, sense of security. And uh, you know, you have to just hand it to management and you have to hand it to the players as well. You know, Short turnaround, but we went into the Lions Den and produced it. And as it, those two factors for me were very, very important. Patsy, to follow on Pat's point on Ava Quilligan's save, the lift <coughs> that gave, not only the Clare team, but you could nearly feel it in the crowd when that ball came out. What a brilliant save. It really set the template that Clare were not going to be uh, beaten on Saturday evening. Yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a huge moment. and It was so early in the, mo- in the game that... Rightly so, Pat said. If that 
snuck the internet. Like it would have been an awful downer. Even Lohan would have said, "Oh no, not again." But that save, it just it just got the confidence going in the group. And then all of a sudden, Tony got got into it. He was, he, you know, he 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 got a couple of points. He was buzzing again. You could see that from a very early stage. But all the good moments from play got the clear crowd going. We didn't get that against the Prairie, and it was it was flat in the pack. But all the good moments, and a fantastic clear crowd went down there Saturday night, all the good moments seemed to happen from the player. Limerick were getting the few points, but they were getting the few points from Freeze. And they, the Freeze only get a couple of, couple of, couple of, couple of claps Ripples, from, from yeah. fans. Whereas the big, the big moments came from Tony dancing around, putting the ball over the bar, the big save from, 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 from Quilligan, you know, the clearances from big John Conlon. All these lifted the crowd, it lifted the player team, it lifted lifted everything from the sideline onto the players. The vibe was brilliant all day. But of course, like you said, Leo, the save was absolutely crucial to start. <coughs> Management got that call right. I, I think there was there was probably, uh, uh, you know, it, it was touch and go. Like Lohan, we know he's he can be sticky. He can he can he can he can stick with a guy and, and and show him confidence. But I think maybe the right decision was was put Quilligan back in goal, and that was justified on, on Saturday night. Your experience was key going into the last other night, going into the lines then really, you know, and you had to go with the safe safe experience option. Now not to tell Quiddigan has ever done anything wrong for Clare with that's correct mm. straight up and, and that. But he brought a calmness to the whole uh, proceedings the other night. I thought you know, he was quick with the book outs, he stored it down when he when he really had to of all the places going in, you needed you needed an experienced man, and, and and in fairness to him, he he stood up a big hunter. He did, but also crucial that he got the confidence boost of the save. I think earlier early on, um, Leo, because as as Patsy said, it was absolutely crucial that we didn't go three points down at the start of the game and be on the back foot straight away. And like forever, his distribution has always been brilliant. You know, you see him in club games, blowing the bridge in places. He can pinpoint anyone from sixty meters. So that was crucial, and his consistency and his uh, calmness at the back I think was just absolutely crucial and of course we have to mention Adam Hogan in front yeah. of him Adam Hogan mm. came back into it big time you know Brilliant great for a young guy yeah. to have his confidence restored like that you know after maybe Peter Casey no score. Yeah, no score no score <coughs> you wouldn't even know he was there no and, and, and again Adam playing with the confidence and picking out fellas on, on the 45 you know just just not not booting the ball down the field but just picking out guys like he was there for the last 20 years you know really good but I think um, as Pat said having David Fitch back, having Ava back, having Tony the freedom to move around the place. Now, I, I see, I, I don't know why we were so, why, I don't understand how Tony was so confined by Cahal Barrett or what was happening. That if, if say, Cahal Barrett in the Tipperary game was managing Tony, who else was free to pick up uh, the loose ball, right? But, I mean, it's great to see Tony back in full flight. Great to see Mark Rogers flying it as well, you know. Great to see John Conlon uh, secured in the centre-back position there. Absolutely crucial. But I was going to say there, Patsy, uh, for yourself, at half-time, what was the feeling uh, among the gang you were with? Were, were we expecting Limerick to come back at us and tear into us? Or was there a confidence, kind of, that you might feel was building? I think there was, I think I think there was a little bit of a kind of how are we behind in this chair? You know, we were playing the better hurling, yeah. but somehow found ourselves a point behind. You know, and 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 I suppose in fairness again, I suppose you go back to the management and 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 the dressing room to see how they responded there. Would there have been? Geez, we we given it everything and we're still a point down, or would have said, look at keep it the process, keep it the keep it the game plan, we're going well. 
don't forget now, Claire, like rightly so, Peter Casey shut down, like Adam Hogan, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like John Connor had Tien Lynch in his pocket. And don't forget now, like this wasn't John Molly holding the centre now, Jerry, as well. This was John following Tien Lynch out to the sideline a lot right, of doing, talk, doing yeah. 25 and 30 yard runs. Like, you know, and we shut down their puck outs big time. Like you could see when, 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 when Quaid was delaying his puck outs that he didn't like what he saw down the field. Yeah. And when you see Quaid delaying puck outs, it's always a good sign for the opposition so but like like go back to the David Fitzgerald thing like Kyle Hayes down, down the wing like every time he was under duress under pressure now Kyle Hayes I thought was on the ball a lot but he just was not able to, to get rid of it like he used to do because he was getting a dunt of a shoulder he was getting a hook he was getting a block someone was coming in with big, big physical tack, tackles and in fairness to Claire they put out the big hits all night like where could you see Galan? Where could you see Keen Lynch? Hegarty, like I mean, we'll get to that probably later on in the, in the segment. But Hegarty coming on and not a sniff. David McInerney just had him in his pocket. McInerney just seemed to relish this this role. But again, something that Limerick probably erred on not starting Hegarty in my view. It, like if you watch the warm up again, and I'd be watching a lot of this stuff. Hegarty was probably with the with the reserves, as I say, in substitutes doing warm up. That isn't the rogue Hegarty's main piece. He looked disinterested and and not up for the fight. And when he came on, he was probably just kind of said, mm, "I have to take you out of a battle now." And it, it wasn't it wasn't Hegarty's day. You saw Hegarty last year in the semi final and all final. Himself and Kyle Hayes worked <coughs> that half hour line absolutely perfectly. And my view, looking at it, is if they move up Kyle Hayes to the half hour line, we will have a small issue now trying to deal with Hegarty and Hayes. But they never did that. They were they, were, they left Hayes probably on David Fitzgerald because of the, of the matchup. But I thought Fitzgerald had an outstanding game on that. So our matchups were fantastic. Limerick weren't up for the battle. They weren't allowed for the battle, and that was crucial. Clay were up for the battle all over the field. Fantastic performances from. Adam Hogan out from the back to Ryan Taylor around his socks off getting some big big, big freeze but John David McInerney you know Conor Cleary all our matchups were spot on at the weekend and you have to give great credit to management and the team players for that for, the, for, that, for, that, for that battle won on the, on, 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 in, in the cauldron like you said in the Gaelic <coughs> grounds Gerard Waterford as you said no no Lohan viewed that tape of Waterford Limerick and they did you know as a management team they learned so much but from early on in the Waterford Limerick game, it was quite evident that Michael Kiley, some of the tackles he was doing on Kyle Hayes would have been, he'd have probably been carded in, in, in Tom and Park from, you know, with, with, he was just... They brought uh, aggression. Yeah, brought yeah. aggression. Yeah. But Fitzgerald was, put the extra ice in it, that he was able to go forward, he not was. only tackle, but take scores take as well. Scores. That's right. And it really put, you know, as Betsy said, Hayes was on the ball a lot. Wasn't making the same impact as um, Fitzgerald. No, you could see it during the game. Uh, the, the impact wasn't there at all. You were always waiting for this run up the sideline, really, or, or this long point coming from him. But it didn't happen. You know, even though he was getting on the ball, but he was being harried and hassled. And uh, and I think that's the that's what Lohan and the team uh, selectors asked the lads to do. Don't close down the space. Don't give them the chance to to build the attack. And I think it, definitely when you close down the likes of Kyle Hayes, uh, you you uh, you're halfway there basically. Uh, Patsy made a good point there. And Pat, we were together at the match last Saturday mm-hmm. when we watched Hegarty. Yeah. It just didn't seem right him inside. You know, not belittling anyone on the panel. But it just didn't seem right. He was inside poking with the subs, like. You made that comment at the time. Do you know know what I mean? You actually said it to me at ASN. God, when you think about it, yeah, this is not right at all. Was it it happening? Was it happening, say, 
saying to Claire, look, we're good enough to beat you without Hegarty. I think it was or more... Is there, is well, there more well, message that? to Hegarty that we need Hegarty to stop getting cards? I, there may have been a little message. I, I, Pat, I, might I, have been I, great during the week. I'd be inclined to think that there was a discussion in the Limerick camp during the week about mm. uh, Garrod's uh, dis- disciplinary Possibly. record. Mm. I have a funny feeling it was more or less an internal disciplinary matter, Leo, rather than uh, Claire, whatever, we okay. can win without him. <coughs> I, have a f- I have a feeling that's what... that. No, I don't know, but I have a feeling that may have been the thinking. Ger, you you can correct for us. With the amount of cars uh, Gerard Hegartia has got, I know there's a combination and it's a different competition. Is he another send-off? Does he get a double suspension? Well, if he gets another Do red you know card, card, he does, right? No, yeah. if he gets a double yellow and a red, it's slightly different. But a straight red card, you'll be ruled out for longer than the one match or whatever in the competition. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think that had a, was a point in, in their yeah. thinking I, as I well? I definitely think so at this stage because uh, he's a, a bit of a liability. A bit of a liability as regards that. And John Kiley obviously has to be looking down for the next two months. What's he, what's he going to be having on his panel? And if he's going to be... Uh, if he's going to be in the round robin series in Munster, I, I, I'm pretty certain he's taken the view that he can do without Sega Road in that instance, or any other one else that might be in, inclined to get carded, looking at the wider picture after the Munster Championship is over. Leo. Petsy, before we get away from the, the Clare Limerick game, those other games we have to talk mm. about, Petsy, looking at the, the Limerick pinch the other night, now Sean Finn is gone and he's a colossal yeah. last Limerick, and looking at some of their, their fringe players, it now kind of looks coming home through that this Limerick panel isn't really as strong as they thought it was. Yeah, I think Adam English is coming into it. I suppose Shane O'Brien after the twenty ones, yeah, uh, the defeat. The, the so they will probably improve it. I suppose like looking on Graham Mulcahy there was a very strange decision. Like I think Graham's days are probably the mm-hmm. probably behind him, you know. And I don't think Claire would have been too worried bringing uh, with no. Mulcahy coming onto the field. No. That's for sure. I mean, someone had to pick him up, obviously. But I mean, Graham would be would be closer to goal. I think I saw Graham over on the forty five or yeah. sixty five yards out of He wasn't going to cause any so problems out there. <coughs> he's not going to do much damage out there. I think Lohan Lo- 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 would have been delighted with that and, and all the fair players would have been delighted with that look at I, I I think it's a reset now for Limerick I think you know obviously they have to get I, I agree with you it's probably a little bit of a discipline issue with, with, with Raw but I think like Limerick fans and all the players would be would be scratching their heads saying we need Hegarty in our big games and you'll come with me if he gets another yellow or red like I mean I don't I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about John Kiley starting him but I think there would have been a few complaining about John Kiley not starting him uh, at the weekend Keen Inch is another, another, another guy that hasn't picked up the Form since his injury last year um, hasn't it was man mapped superbly by Caleb Lyons against Watford, superbly mapped by John Conlon the other day, and then a tweak of a hamstring and look at him, he's not going to it's not it's not going to miss him any games or anything. But he he's going to need to pick it up as well because he's actually the the kind of real focal point of the Limerick attack. You know he he's kind of the, the quarterback as such. That's what we're saying. But when the pressure comes on, and that's the template now that needs to, needs to be put out there, the pressure has to come on uh, the, the Limerick halfback. I mean, you couldn't see. The Declan Hannon doing anything of Dermot Burns you know there was nothing happening I think uh, probably uh, Nash got up the field once untouched <coughs> and they, didn't, they never spotted him in the first half and after that he was checked Clare did a great job of checking runs you know make sure there was no giving goals going on and stuff like that Clare had Clare you know Limerick don't like to see Clare coming simple as that and the rivalry is there now and Look, it could happen again in almost the final. Who knows? Who knows? We get there. You know, it, it would be it would be box office stuff. Like, Absolutely, you know, box office stuff. And and it's a shame. I suppose we we'll go back to that. I suppose you've touched on it before. Not not to have the the regular punter, the ordinary Joe, GA 
fan yes. or non-fan watching that game on Saturday night was an absolute disgrace. It was, yes. and I think that, 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 that there was a massive backlash over this, and hopefully, it can rectify for next season. We'll come back but, to that definitely. But I just thought of something we should mention before. I'd like to mention myself, and I'm glad to get your Jura and Patsy and Leo's view. We can't mention the player performance, I think, without giving massive credit to Shane O'Donnell's role mm-hmm. in that victory. Shane O'Donnell, for a man that didn't hold for nine months, how do you come out and give a display like that? Scoring a couple of great points, setting up a good few scores, but above all, the tackling, the work rate, the covering back, the blocking of runs, as Patsy said. The man is is absolutely I, a, phenomenon. He's a phenomenon. Mm. How you can do that without the build-up of, of league games to get you, get you into it and get you the strength, get you the, the sharpness, I just thought he was so central and, uh, you know, he's just one of those brilliant servers, servers like Kelly, like Conlon, like David McInerney, a couple more you can say, for so many years. And I just thought he was, he was absolutely enormous for us. Sure. Just come back, just in that pet. Like, I mean, I, you know, I was asked the question during the week there, like, you know, Shane, Shane has two great games under his belt now. You know, regardless if it didn't go 100% well against Tipperary, fantastic mm-hmm. game against Limerick. And now all of a sudden he should be bubbling, bubbling, boil, he should be bubbling to the boil now against Watford now in a couple of weeks' time. And Tony looked like he was back to his, his nimble self and, and his buzzing self. And if Shane, like, I go back to a league match there a couple of years ago down in Northern Park when Shane was getting primary possession and all of a sudden Tony was off his shoulder all the time. Yeah. You know, they were looking for each other, vice versa. You know, these guys, if they work in tandem, can be a, can be a torn in anyone's side. So Shane O'Donnell is picking up that primary possession. Wouldn't you love to see Tony Kelly kind of moving off the shoulder? Because yeah. Shane will need we'll to go for popping off the Tony. You know, him, yeah. it's a fantastic combination to, to get. And uh, it's something that player, player fans can relish. And don't forget now, we'll have David Reedy, please, guy coming back from a hamstring in, in a couple of weeks' time as well. Yeah, and Reedy was one of our best players in the league. So there, there, there's fantastic position, uh, positional uh, places, places up for grabs as well. I, I will just touch on it because I was in the terrace. I'd love to see a bit more ball going into, going into one of your own out there on that side uh, Mac Rogers I'd love here, to here. see a bit more ball going into him we're He hasn't got a great service in the two games no, he hasn't. We're not no. utilising no. the inside line enough guys that's, just, that, that's probably a little four par player Tony Kelly would probably tell, the, tell that to anybody when he's inside there he doesn't get enough service when he's inside there that's why you need to see Tony out the field so Tony or Mark and Peter were inside there at the weekend and definitely for the likes of Mark who's absolutely like he looks to me if he gets more ball will even be more lethal if he gets that nice low ball channel ball but we have a tendency to shoot from the, the wing forward line or probably a little bit maybe under pressure the likes of Aidan McCarthy uh, David Fitzgerald definitely Dermot Ryan loves to shoot from impossible angles as well we need to nip, nip a few things and tidy a few things up and get the ball into the inside line to the likes of Mark Rogers and maybe a David Reedy in a couple of weeks time because that they will bear fruit if we get ball into yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to follow on that I think People are under the mindset that you have to score as many chances as you can to beat Limerick from wherever you... If you get any kind of a half chance, mm. you have to have a shot. After last Saturday even, that mindset will probably change. Because it's funny, in hindsight, here we are, Clare saying they can improve. We're, we're after beating the All-Ireland champions. OK, the championship has a long way to go. But it's a great way to come out of it. Yeah. It's a great way to come out of it. Uh, and without, you know, without having to... Unless, uh, uh, and the pleasing thing about Saturday night, even though we brought intensity, it wasn't the rough and tumble of the Munster game in Tullis that John yeah. Keenan refereed. It was a different type of game. And, and it was more, I think, uh, methodical from a clear point of view in that they were able to match Limerick without having to kind of 
go over the boundaries of the legality, if you know what I mean, uh, Leo. But I just thought that, um, you know, it, it was a very uh, calm approach the way we played. But I go back to what uh, Patsy was saying there about uh, lads shooting from out the field. Looking at Cork, looking at Waterford, looking at a lot of the inter-county teams, they are inclined to go for the points. And if the goals come, it's only by luck. The inside line is more or less left. Non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah. at all, yeah. Ger- you brought up a point there. You mentioned John Keenan and, and, and last year's yeah. uh, Munster final. We cannot let the discussion on the Clare Limerick game go without one of the major talking points. And especially Clare had done a lot of the hurling and were still down. This famous goal. Yeah. Now yeah. we've looked at it over and over again and our views are still undecided. Ger, from your point of view, and we know the official line, goal in your mind. Or no goal. Yeah, it was a goal. Now, look at. I think if anyone on the day looking at it say, "Oh, gee, he's he's side in the square," but if you look back on it, and this is what uh, Colum Lyons and his umpires would have been looking at and keeping in touch with, is that the ball came in along the in line, okay, from the Limerick, from and Carl O'Neill was there at the edge of the square, and just as the ball came in, uh, the ball was actually in the square before Flanagan stepped in to flick it in. Now he was on his own, there was no one in front of him and all that, but that means nothing. The ball is there before him. So once the ball is there before you, you're entitled to be there. And also, the rule would say that even if the ball if the ball goes into the square and 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 the, and a forward is in or a player is in there and the ball goes out and uh, he, he can be there but he can't interfere with play, right? But in Seamus Flanagan's case, he uh, was in the ball is there before him. In other words, so that's the key thing. So yeah, clear goal, goal clear goal, no debate over it. Yeah. And Jer, can we pray a small bit more? You know. Colm Lyons is there. I know he's dear piece on, right? Yeah. Does he get an instruction from above to say, let it go? Or has he, does he make up his own no, mind? No, he's make up his own mind. And there is he, no one uh, coming. There is no signal there from There is above. no signal from anyone, no. The, the, the referee, sideline official, um, and one umpire each end is wired up, right? That's, that's the usual rota. And they would have an agreed format <coughs> beforehand if there was any debate over, say, a square ball, yeah. that the umpire would say, call him, have a look, right? But in, but in this case, Cullum was near enough to himself, first of all. Yeah, he was. And also the umpires were well positioned and there was no debate, there was no hassle over it. So there's definitely no one, say, from upstairs, as we'd call it, no. like, like the soccer from yeah. one to read. No, no, it, it doesn't exist. Know. It doesn't exist. No, no, it doesn't exist. And I suppose, Ger, look at... We'll have to up 12,000 Clare fans in that rule anyway, Ger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we, Patsy. Yeah, but again... We, again probably, we, we probably didn't know about it on Saturday night anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, definitely, Patsy. And I'll and I, and I, and I count, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of countenance in that. In the first instance, it looked, God almighty, he was inside in the square. Mm. But no, if you if you kind of rewind the reel of the film of Small... Go back to reality. Yeah, go back to reality. And the ball is in there. The ball is at the edge of the square, near near the in line, actually, nearly on the yeah. in line, mm. when it was flicked across... Uh, and James said he can put into this, yeah. Gerald, didn't, Ro- did, did, didn't Rory Hayes pass, and Leo and Gerald, like, did Rory Hayes do a great job as well? He lived on the edge a bit, like, you know, and that's that's what you need against the All-Ireland champions against Limerick as well. You know, maybe maybe, maybe uh, Flanagan lost out, obviously, but Flanagan is, is a fantastic player as well, and maybe maybe Brian was looking for that little, little bit of edge to, to take it on, 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 you know, not go over the line, but leave on the line. And Hayes was perfect for that against Limerick on Saturday night as well. And, it, you know, you could see them when you were behind the goal, I suppose. He was teak tight, he was tough. But again, like, nothing 
Flanagan, Gillan, they don't like to see these guys coming, you know, and uh, they know they don't get an ounce of space, and it was, it was just fantastic. But of course, <coughs> that, that's done from, from great work right down on the other side as well, obviously. But I'm just saying, it was just fantastic to see that there was none of this kind of easy scores for Limerick, and you could not get the crowd going for Limerick. They were not involved. The player crowd were involved more so. The player shout was there, and I'm sure that feeded into the players on Saturday night. Yeah. That came and that came from the initial save, without doubt, from from yeah. from Avril Quilligan. What would be interesting, and, and, and uh, my, my, my final point on that, this game is, Clare put a massive amount into this game, like they did last year, a massive amount. And you just wonder, will there be any kind of a, a hope, not a negative reaction, the, or the a flat week, reaction? The two-week break couldn't the have come The two-week break time. is brilliant to have. But, but lads, can I say... Against Wexford last like, year, there were two weeks like, as well, we didn't have our best draft. The, the condi- condi- condition in the Clare team looked look, look top class, and there's no question about that. I mean, they yeah. came over after a six-day turnaround to do that against Limerick. But I, I was just saying, I wondered if Brian kind of say during the week, there has to be more on the reserves, lads. We didn't empty the tank against Tipperary. Mm. And I think that was fairly evident. And I think that was kind of nearly mentioned during the week. We didn't empty the tank against Tipperary in the park. So I said there was a little bit more reserves in that clear, in the, in the clear bodies, which really helped us. And I tell you, like, it's all been a great talk during the week, a bit of debate. If we had beaten Tipperary, would we have come out with that performance? Yeah, yeah, you know, so it, it's actually worked out perfectly now for Clare that we are in a really serious momentum builder now after beating, beating Limerick and the history that was there since 1889. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know how many, how many games were played in Limerick since that time, but I'm sure there was up, up 20 plus games there and we, and we couldn't come out with a victory mm-hmm. until last Saturday night. So it was just a, a fantastic overall weekend for, for, for Clare Hurley. Pat McNamara, if Brian Lohan was asked to begin the championship to have two pints after two games, he'd shake your hand and say, Good meal, Mahagut. 100%. And so would any of us. Uh, although I'd say, knowing <clears throat> Brian Lohan, I'd say they're, they're probably within their own minds. I know that pick and choose maybe where they put the right biggest effort in. But having said that, if we're good enough to draw with the All Ireland champions this year in ordinary time, <clears throat> and in a round robin game, and in a league game, Maybe in Brian Lohan's mind, we're good enough to beat anybody on any given day and we look look on trying to win all our games. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, even the players believe they can win all their games. The, oh, what went wrong was the first 10 minutes against Tip, we made three blunders and that sucked the living life out of them. We played good hurling after that score, 3.23. So... I would and that was a combination of factors, not only yeah. you know. The I was like, oh, absolutely! I mean, I, I'm never hang out young, young foodie to try at will, all. And he will be a very good. And ball I hope he does because he's a fantastic yeah. man to poke a ball and find a, a, a clear player. He even did it that 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 day. I saw from the early end. I saw a couple of balls he covered out and before 60, 70 yards to a clear man who had just taken one step, landed in front of his chest. A few times he did it now, so he can do it. And I just hope he recovers. Good, to have, brilliant, have ever great to to as a goalkeeper come in instead. But my point is that. Um, I'd say the, the aim for Clare, this current team now with the management we have, with a bit of confidence, is to try and win every game. The flat performance against Wexford last year slightly concerns me, but if Patsy says our conditioning is a bit better than those last year, please God it is. The bad performance against Kilkenny is even more worrying. But that's 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 for another day. For today, the Waterford game is everything now. Absolutely everything. And uh, how we react and how they react will be very, very telling altogether on where we're going this year. Jeremy, we move on to, to, to this weekend's section. You've Cork and Tipperary, mouth-watering prospect down, yeah. down in Parky Cueve. Yeah. Now, just pressure on, on, on Tipperary as well. They thought maybe by getting the two pints mm. the first day, you know, that we've a, a lot of the work done. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, this is going to be 
Like, there will be twists and turns it's in this a, group. It's, no it's an extremely difficult game to call. Uh, Leo, I was down in the Parky Quay for the Cork-Waterford game and I couldn't believe how bad Waterford were, right? Therefore, I don't know how good Cork are, Yeah. basically. Uh, there was acres of space uh, for the Cork halfback line to attack the ball. Um, Waterford stood off them. They put the three inside forwards uh, in the square against the wind. Uh, and actually, Waterford won the toss and played against the wind in the first half, which I thought was a bit of a uh, disaster. But anyway... The point is, Leo, you could not call the Cork-Tip game at this point in time. You could say Cork would have the advantage and Tip uh, because they're at home or whatever. But it's impossible to call home and away. It doesn't really matter. It depends on who hits the ground running. And, it, and again, Liam Cahill would have looked at the Waterford-Cork game and would have uh, uh, observed the way that, first of all, Waterford was so flat. Um, nothing went right from crossfield balls were intercepted by the Cork halfback line. You know, I just uh, passes went astray. Um, Mikey Kelly got uh, Kylie got injured, had to go off at half time. You know, and they were badly stuck. And Connacht and what's called they're already don't take the work. They were don't, don't take the work huh? above and stand. So you know, from from this weekend. <clears throat> you couldn't, I wouldn't know where to put my money as regards who would come out with two points. If two points would be, uh, maybe it could be point each, maybe, I don't know. Like, you know. Patsy, Cork and Tipperary, and as Jerry alluded to, water very, very flat. God, you know, what's going on down there with players? You have a former player dear not making the first 15. It's it's just hard to put your finger on it. Um, I suppose Jerry says, we'd Cork don't really know where they are. Yeah, it, it was a it was a totally non-event. I was expecting a big performance in Watford. I, 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 was, I was totally yeah. stunned by it. And after after ten minutes, you nearly knew you nearly, you nearly knew the fit. And and, and Cock, I couldn't believe how how easy they got. And Gerald's right. You really don't know how how good Cock are, but you know you know the Cock and Tip takes on a life of its own. Yeah. But if I mean if we know anything, I think. Tipperary is going to be involved in high-scoring shootouts all year, in fairness. And I think their backs probably aren't as good because Clare put up a good score as well against them. But I think their forwards can, can make hay against Cork backs. Don't forget now, Waterford, as bad as they were, they created a lot of goal chances during the second half and only for some great saves uh, <coughs> and, and some, some heroic defending. Like, Waterford could have had a couple of goals on the board there very easy. I think this could be a high-scoring classic. It, it, it has the makings of it anyway. And it's really good for one for the, one for the eye or for the public. Calling the winner, it, it, it's difficult at the moment um, I'd probably be leaning towards Cork uh, as a Clare supporter who do we want to win yeah where that's what I just yeah, exactly yeah. where do we want these points to be going like because we are going to have a have a, have a shout in this like so do 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 like if Tipperary win this they have Limerick and Watford to go You'd imagine if Waterford are, are beaten by us, which which is no foregone conclusion, by the way. This is a red alert game, in my view, against Waterford, because Waterford, if they have any guts in them at all, will come out with a massive performance against Clare. So, but if Waterford lose to Clare, their season is done, done and dusted, and Tipperary can take them down in the last day for six points. You know, So I, I don't know where we want this, these points to go, but it, 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 this Munster type thing is, is, is going to be a real, a real intriguing prospect till the last day out on the, on the, it's on the 28th or or. Of me, I suppose Pat. Whoever wins this one is more or less one foot in 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 the All Ireland well, series. Four the, points the, is the great total to have after the, the, the few games they've played. Indeed, like when a lot of teams still different four points in this together. It's it's a fantastic competition in many ways, and I, I think was it just said there. I, I don't know if the whole in a way makes as much difference as as it used to as we think it does because we lost in Ennis. We won in Limerick. Yeah. Um, 
you know. Well, if Cork don't, it's Cork well, don't win pack. Like, if Cork get turned over, yes. I mean, they're looking at going up to Cusick Park with two points. And then they have Limerick in the last round. This is nearly a must win for Cork. Yeah, there really, is, to be honest you. There's one little problem with the do- is that is, Clare are finished when other teams know what they have to do in yeah. this competition and that's a little bit of a problem behind, behind the last I think that's, goal, not, yeah. that's not right I don't think that's a good rate no, but I still think Pat for Clare you know all going well you should be gone through with that said and you have another week's rest Scott you know, that's one uh, thing and the second thing I, I, I do is this I think Brian Lohan our bench is stronger than it was for a long time I'd include Shane Meehan in that. He was, if he got his two points, we'd be raving about him because he beat his man Seek, showed the pace, had the control to get the ball up safely and all that, just shooting off. Reedy back. I think, Brian, if there's one thing I'd suggest to Brian Lowe if I was talking to him, not that he'd, he'd listen to me, we could probably change our team a little bit earlier just to give lads a break. Not necessarily because we're, we think we're winning the game easily or the lads coming in as we're taking off are better but the lads coming in can give every bit as much as the lads coming off and it will just ease off the pressure on, on, on all the own rubber games I think it's something to be considered maybe with 20-25 minutes to go rather than the last 10 in some cases anyway read him in read could start he's good enough to start to his feet Shane Meehan I think he's worth 15 minutes maybe rather than 5 or 6 at the end so there are options there and I think just from the point of view Okay, we haven't the same leeway at the back. You, there's, another man made a, there's another man made a major impact here. So that's no. why I'm saying we could be maybe using this, the squad system a bit better like they're doing the other sports to give fellas a break earlier because this round robin is, you know, try and win our four games, but try and win our three games, sorry. But, you know, use the bench that little bit earlier because the bench is good. The bench is a very, very good bench and it's changing games already. Pat, Cork or Tip? Cork at home, just about. Yeah, yeah I go over Cork. And Patsy has already, already gone yeah, for Cork. Yeah, I, 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 I lean towards Cork at yeah. home. Yeah. Patsy, before we get away from the Clare scene, we'll have a quick look over at our neighbours over in Leinster there. A huge weekend coming up for Clare. Um, under 20, under 20, nearly under 21, under 20 semi-final on Monday night. And Clare, back in the Munster minor final Tuesday night against Cork. Two more mouth-watering uh, games in prospect. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and, and this isn't probably a surprise because they were very lucky not to not to make hay in that under twenty last 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 year in the tents. And in fairness to Brian O'Connor last year, we know we know they, they lost in that in that penalty shootout. You know, so they they they, they have been playing well. I mean, a great win over Limerick there uh, during the week. It's fantastic. You know, after a team that kind of. They, they, you know they, they kind of put Clare to the sword there in the in the in, in, in the group in the group stages. So to get that to get that back against Limerick to to, to make it in, 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 in another Munster minor final is is huge progress for the group. And um, look, I, after beating Cork, I suppose uh, seventeen points to twelve in the round robin in the Bridge there not so long ago. You know, I think probably Cork were through already. You know, maybe missing their main man as well. I think there's a Barry Walsh there. You know, one of their key men. So look, at Cork will probably have a couple of new players coming back into the scene, which. Clare probably know about it. The minor management know that they know what's going on around the scene. So look, at it looks good for Clare. They have a, have a fantastic chance uh, for the for the minor on Tuesday night. I mean, it seems it seems that Rowan Keane, James Hegarty, you know, obviously Collins. Collins from Clannar and Mark O'Brien. Yeah. You know, Optimate, Rowan Gooding. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
These guys are playing well, and they have a bench yeah. now as well. Like Fred Hegarty came on the other day and did well. You know, so they they have options. You know, and it, it's going to be an absolute cracker. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute cracker. I mean, I, I, it's very going to be very hard to call. Obviously, we which is we hope Clare come come out on the right side of it. But uh, you know, young Gunning there as well played outstandingly well the other night. Like he, he looks a real real prospect. Like you know, and Bradford would be delighted to have him uh, on board. But I tell you, uh, the Bach he's done a, he's done a great job with his, with his, with these and um, minors going to the under twenties. Let's look at. It seems Tipperary are building up a bit of a head of steam. It's going to be a very difficult task um, from the 20-point apiece uh, game. Mm-hmm. Nip and talk to you uh, from the first f- first game of the year, I think. You know, so uh, Tipperary, good win over Watford there, 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 but a little bit misguiding as well. There was only four points in about three or four minutes to go. Tipperary kind of pulled away with a couple of goals from Jack Leamy. Um, they have they have some, some very good players, Tipperary. They have eight or, eight or nine of that team that, that got to them most of the final last year. But Clare, obviously, producing, you know, the likes of Patrick Coddy, Keith, Keith Smith, Oshin O'Donnell, you know, uh, Adam Hogan, it, it, I'm not sure the role, I, I, I'll just throw it out to you. Hogan, obviously, you know, can he play? Can he play Seven the following days. week against Gwadford? Well, Gerard, Cork, Gerard probably Cork, would, would like me in that. Corker in negotiations <laughs> are trying yeah. to get that changed because of um, young Downey, changed, on, on Downey. On so Downey. I would err on the side that I would be thinking we would ha- might have Adam Hogan. No, maybe not. No, he wasn't training with him the other night, which is a, which would be a, a worry. He wasn't training. Like yeah, he, he, he wasn't training. He'd nearly, he'd, he'd nearly tip it in our scales if he was playing at some point. You know what I mean? Downey, Downey, be boost to Cork as well. You know, but and it's funny Downey will be replaced by the other Downey. Yeah, but we wouldn't have to worry about Downey now until the final. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have to worry about Tip mm. as You know what I mean? That's true. So you know they're trying to change it obviously for the final side of it. You know about Cork. You know, but we just have to worry about uh, I suppose uh, Monday night and see how we get on. But is uh, Hogan going to be a massive throwing? But well, obviously you miss him hugely as well for if he wasn't you know if he wasn't out to play either. You know, so it's a it's a rule that that the GA were just the word not thinking of anyway. And I think Henry Shepherd came out there during the week and said the same thing. You know, it has to be scrapped now this stage to, to allow your best players not to be playing both. There's they're, they're, you know they're well able for this stage and again who, the, the, the old adage was we want more games in training you know so they're getting games and that's where you want to be playing big games on, on the big stage Jared can you see it being changed at this stage mid-season knowing the way the I, I, I'd be very very doubtful, doubtful yeah. unfortunately very doubtful. Even though uh, uh, tons of inter-county managers in football and holding have come out. Yeah, there's a cohort. There's a cohort. Yeah. But I'm afraid, um, I'm afraid, <coughs> I, I'd be very doubtful. Yeah. So, Pierre, could Brian, could, could Brian kind of say to Adam, play your 20 and play your 20 semi-final and, you know, we'll do without you on Saturday night. Would <coughs> that, that wouldn't be probably in Brian's thinking, I suppose. Or would it be well, maybe with the option of Paul Flanagan coming in? I'm, I'm not I'd sure. Say, it, would be a ga- it would be a gamble, Patsy, that Brian might be willing to take ba- based on maybe how Watford might be going and he might take it. Um, but then again... Yeah. Too, there, will be, there will be a discussion. There will be a discussion. They can do it at least. They can do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, <laughs> big, it's a big chance of taking, big ta- taking yeah, either... Oh, it's, it's it's fair, we go back to 95 and you're like, man, play with all five. That's right. 20s play with all five right, and, the and they wouldn't allow yeah. them all of it after let's a quick word uh, on Linster right Betsy we start with you um, last weekend Kilkenny and Galway it looked like it was going to be a draw from a long way out he didn't drop a draw they're probably going to meet the Linster final there's a game this weekend Wexford and Dublin is probably a battle for the, the third position Betsy 
yeah, it, 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 I sat down to watch that on, on, on Sunday, looking forward to. I wouldn't. I was kind of hoping for a, for a, for a bit more intensity, like this. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, that's what you you thought Henry might bring that back to the park when he go, you know, back to his back to his home patch, you know. And I don't think we got that intensity. We didn't. We didn't see. We didn't see any 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 of the big hits that we saw Saturday night just for that. We didn't see any of the, the 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 you know the the, the crowd wasn't 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 buzzing. No. Like when you only see, I think it was eleven thousand in Northern Park, like. That that like I I've been there for Tipperary and and, and Kilkenny matches and twenty thousand inside there on a championship knockout game. I know this was a knockout, obviously, but it just didn't seem to capture the imagination of the public. Now, while it was a nice game to watch and some great scores, but you can't see a, a Brian Cannon going in going in and and an the final day with with, with, no with, with six or seven steps yeah. and no and no holy and no and no one tattooed him either. You know, I, I'm not really great. You know, not not really great any emotion to Kilkenny to, to say anything about the steps. I mean, I thought there was a seven or eight steps on that for the goal. But just, <laughs> even in the in the last foray, in the last few minutes, there was no let's let's win at all costs. You know, Kilkenny took a couple of bad options there from the sideline and allowed Warford to, to, to or sorry, Galway to, to get back into the, the kind of the, a couple of points, nipping and talking. And a fantastic score uh, to, 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 to level it, you know, from, from young McLaughlin there, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a brilliant score. We saw some brilliant saves as well, don't forget all Murphy's there. So it was a good game to watch, but again, a little bit false, and I think the draw suited both teams. Again, it's probably nearly a foregone conclusion that we everyone's thinking that we'll meet in the final, and I think we'll get a better, a better length of final. Robbie Finally, Patsy, Dublin, Dublin or Wexford to come out this weekend? Um, I'll go with Wexford. I, I, I think they'll have enough. From the, they'll, have, they'll have a couple of big players back, and I just don't think Dublin are firing on cinders. And I think I think Wexford will win that. Pat, Dublin or Wexford? I'm in Crow Park. I'm not too sure. Dublin could have headed in Panel yeah, Park. They've looked behind. Don't know who seems to have looked for Crow Park. Dublin are not balanced enough. I think they're depending to, uh, an awful lot on Bork. They haven't got enough forwards, score, free scoring forwards, Wexford, as, as Pat correctly said. And I think Wexford are possibly the potential to improve uh, with the lads back. And I think, you know, they might grow into this season a little bit better and maybe maybe cause an old scalp or two yet. You never know. But uh, Wexford to beat Dublin for sure. Jerry, you yeah, listen, listening to Dara Egan there after the game, I, I got a sense there that he has uh, more ammunition in the tank, and I, I take Wexford. Mm. Yeah. Pat, finally, yeah, before I we go here, uh, Brian Cody missing from the sideline in Kilkenny. <laughs> now, last Sunday was very, very flat, and the Linster Championship invariably has been flat. He kind of seemed, you know, there's only the one game really which is on tomorrow evening. The same bite doesn't seem to be in the championship down there now that he's gone. Nothing against Derek Ling. No. But the same. But it was interesting. I, I thought if you didn't know, uh, Petsy alluded to it there, if you didn't know what match that was last Sunday in Nolan Park, you said, looks like a league final or a semi final. Nice hurling, plenty of good stuff in it, but that deadly cut and thrust mm-hmm. and that, that physicality and the intensity and that bit of ruthlessness wasn't in the tackling mm-hmm. or in the approach. However, um, maybe it's down to the personalities. I thought actually at the weekend. There was one manager prowling the sideline that meant business. That was Lohan. Davey was really subdued at all stages of the water game. Uh, Derek Ling is a cool, calm man anyway, which is probably often a good thing because you can see what's going on and make decisions. Um, but I think Wex, I think Leinster just needs a third team to be really, really competitive. competitive yeah. And Wexford are a bit off of it. Dublin are a bit off of it. So. Galway and Galway and Kilkenny kind of know them. Says they're probably going to come out of it. And they, you know, do they even want to win that cup of Leinster? Do they want to kind of mm. ease into the year? So. 
it's a pity Munster was never as a hard, uh, no the OLS will tell you it was the same back in the 40s and 50s whatever but Munster is outstandingly competitive and outstandingly exciting at the moment big crowds as well um, Leinster is just lacking one other good team to put doubts in Kilkenny and, Mexico, Kilkenny and Galway that they'll have to work hard for all games and that uh, it's and taken something from and it and like when you see Anselm coming down yeah. go back to last year Pat I think Wexford overturned Kilkenny like you know so yes, yeah. that's true yeah. How, how, yeah. how far have Wexford dropped off the map it's not a foregone conclusion that Wexford can't Overturn someone. I agree with Germans since I think I think I think they're probably thinking of maybe of bigger bigger days ahead, and yeah. they're probably gearing for that bigger day ahead against Kikini. You know, so I, I it probably you know Kikini has to be on, 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 on the radar has to be on for for. for, for, for Leinster ne- needs that to happen, though, Patsy. It needs another team that's going to be to yeah, over someone. It looked like on it, it looked like the both both teams on, on, on Sunday between Galway and Kikini were kind of just feeling each other yeah. out, and, yeah. and you know it was nice. It was nice, but uh, you know there was some nice nice individual displays as well you know don't, don't get me wrong some lovely scores but uh, I suppose look we, we, the next few weeks will probably tell, tell the tale but look it doesn't, there's nothing like the Munster Championship at the moment Joe you were going to say I was going to say there that uh, Antrim you know you know, if you look at the standard in, in, in uh, Leinster at the moment Patsy and Antrum putting it up to Dublin and putting it up to other teams they were off it. Yeah. the gap is closed gap is closed considerably gap is yeah. Closing, yeah, yeah. and I suppose it's a matter of getting Antrim getting bigger games mm. awfully or yeah. there's a, a rise in the faith for a rise in the game so yeah. that gap is closed you, and wouldn't like, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't like to go to College and Park no, on Sunday no, no, Antrim, no, like, you know no, what I mean like that's the you know and I think if Wexford had to go up to Antrim and look at the draw you know they might have turned over up there you know what I mean that's the that's and they were very unlucky not to beat up in the, the first day of yeah, that's right so it's very unlucky Patsy yeah, yeah and indeed yeah. the time Patsy unfortunately and Gerald and Pat the time the clock has caught up on us here on, on Sportsline here today on Scarlet Bay Community Radio uh, we thank Gerald thank you for your contribution Patsy thanks for joining us after the victory um, we'd be <laughs> deli- delighted to have you Pat thanks as always for joining as co-presenter and thanks to Jim and the control door for running the, the men and the machines Thanks for you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our show here on Sportline today. As I said, in association with Dark Credit Union. And for me, Leo Dial, until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.